have had some instrumental part in my life. Those that were very positive and those that were not so positive, they all had a bit to play. I learned from the not so positive ones how to stick to the positive ones. You hear what I'm saying, church? So, so bless God for, for all those and, and those moms and, and those women that took time to, to, to pull me aside and give me a spanking when I was naughty and those that took time to say, well done, young man, when I did good because they've shaped me to be a balanced young man. Amen. And, 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 and so it's important that you appreciate whoever is a mother to you, whoever is, 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 has been there and has played that role. You see, I, I, I'm, I celebrate not just the, the aspect of that. It's, it is a day where we look up at, at women, but I celebrate the role of what the women play. And it is the role of being a mother. You see, when, when the, this whole tradition started, I can't remember the name, the name of the lady who started this Mother's Day, but when it started, it was because she was appreciating the role that was being played by the women in her life, and particularly her mother. And then we called it Mother's Day. It is different, you will notice, that there are also other day, another day called Women's Day. But we don't talk about it so much as we talk about Mother's Day. Why? Because the role makes the difference, not your sexual orientation. Uh, you people didn't hear what I said. It is the role that we find something to celebrate about, not the fact that you are a woman. If the ladies don't say amen, men, our day is coming when we will celebrate the role of a father. Ah. <laughs> All right, okay. Ah, God is good. I'm going to speak today about Deborah. Lessons on Mother's Day. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a message that I've just been um, just thinking about over the last few days as we have been, as I've been preparing for this particular moment. And, and, and I just want to talk about Deborah. I had several other women that I've been looking at. And I'll just tell you, I looked at Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I said, there are lessons that I could learn from Mary, the mother of Jesus. And, and, and the, a part of one of the key lessons that I learned from her is the fact that she was humble enough to say, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Oh, how I wish I had women and men that would say, God, be it unto me according to your word. And, 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 and there's a woman called Elizabeth and how Elizabeth had waited for a long time, but she was still waiting. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who needs to know that. But you see, Elizabeth was waiting to, to get a baby and she was old, but she was waiting trusting God, faithful in the house. She did not leave the house. She stayed in the house until God remembered her and said, you shall give birth to the forerunner of the greatest man who shall ever live on this earth. And she gave birth to John. And the lesson is, if only we could have women that could wait upon the Lord and not seek other ways. If we could have men that could be faithful to wait on the Lord until he does it. And I was looking at several other women and I'm struck by a woman called Rahab. Rahab had a profession that you would not normally want to talk about in public. So let me not talk about her profession. But Rahab was a woman once she understood 
what certain brothers had come to do in her city, she realized that these guys are not for the business as usual. She could have brought them into a house and said business as usual. How much money do you have? But she realized this is no longer business as usual. And she looked after the spies of Israel. She hid the spies of Israel. And in the night, she lowered them down and told them, please run that way. And when you go, remember me and my family. Oh, she understood that there comes a moment where you say, enough is enough of my pastor. Now is my opportunity. It's no longer business as usual. There were many others, but I would choose to talk about Deborah today over a few things. Let me tell you this one. I pray that we'll have, we'll have people that are prudent in, in, in spirit and prudent in affairs and see beyond things that are there. There is a woman called Abigail. And Abigail is married to... Mr. Mr. Foolish. Nabal means foolish. I don't know why his parents called him that. If you are a parent, make sure you give your child a proper name, a good name. Don't call your child Nabal, Jabez. You know, the kids struggle. I, I, I went to school with a guy called No Rest, and he never rested. When people were late for class, No Rest was one of them. If there were people to be punished, stand on one leg in the class, no rest was. If there were people failing a, 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 a part of the, of the class and had to redo, you would be guaranteed that if you are one of those that are redoing, you will have a colleague. And that colleague was no rest. Parents, make sure you give your children a proper good name. You, you, maybe you, you, might be, you might be better off being like the Dacha. The Dutch, you know, I was talking to one Dutch friend of mine, and I said, how did you come up with this name for your child? And he says, well, we just juggled a couple of letters and put them together, and blah, there is a name. <laughs> it has no meaning. It is better than a name like No Rest. Because when you call that name, whatever it was, I can't remember, it was Trista something. It's Trista, it has no meaning. You don't speak anything. But every time you say No Rest, No Rest, no rest. Everything that says this one should never rest is falling upon. Okay, I'm supposed to be preaching something else. But Abigail, Abigail is married to Mr. Foolish. David is hungry. And David has been helping the shepherds of Mr. Nabal. And, and, and as he's been helping the shepherds of Mr. Nabal, David then says to these guys, guys, when you go back to your master, please tell him that I need something to eat. I need some help. And Mr. Nabal says, ah, who is this foolish guy? Does he think I'll just take my substance and just give to any vagabond, any runaway fellow who's just coming by and says, give me something to eat? Forget it. And it says shepherds are saying, this is the man that has been helping us, looking after us. And Mr. Nabo says, so what? Are there not many people that have run away from their masters? Why should I? And but Abigail, see David, the Bible says David was so angry. He was so angry that he, was, he had vouched to say, Nabo, you will not see another day. I've been looking after you. 
risking my own life to protect you. You will not see another day. And when Abigail hears this, Abigail hears this. She comes to David and says, David, have mercy upon me and upon my husband. He is a foolish man. Don't call your husband foolish when he is there. But before David, because you know what might happen to your foolish husband at home, she says, he's a foolish man. I'm sorry. Here is food. Have mercy upon us. David saw that food. He also saw Abigail. She was beautiful to look at. Make sure when you go to plead the cause of your husband, you're looking good. That even if he might not accept your food, he will look at you and say, at least she's a woman who has bathed. It's wisdom on Mother's Day. And so David decides to change his mind. Say, okay, fine. I will not come and do what I would purpose to do. I pray that we'll have women that will be saviors and rescuers of their homes and of their families, of their children, because they are able to hear a thing and act wisely upon it. Okay, let's go back to Deborah. Deborah is a woman whom you will find in the book of Judges. And, and in the book of Judges, there are many judges at the, in the time that were ruling the Israelite nation. And of all the judges that are there, there is one female judge. The only female judge. And her name is Deborah. Her name is Deborah. And, and, and Deborah... You, the Bible introduces here and says, and there was Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Liboth. Li Liboth, I think that's, that's how you pronounce his name. And, 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 and the Bible does, make, does tell us that she's the wife of someone. But she's a prophet. And she happens to be the only judge of the time. Now, you ask yourself that in a time where God seemingly operated with men, and all the time if you look at genealogies in the Bible, it is the name of the men. And then occasionally a woman is thrown in there, most of the time about how she gave birth to somebody who became important. But it is the men who was important, not so much the woman. You see, the reason Rahab is recorded in history the way she is is because Jesus has a genealogy that is traced to Rahab. I hope you know that. I hope you as a church understand the history of the Bible. We do not want an ignorant church. These are just lessons on Mother's Day. If I don't preach what I have to preach, these are lessons on Mother's Day. We do not want a people that are ignorant about the church. You see, people should not come and tell you more about what is in the Bible than you are as a Christian. You need to challenge yourself to understand, to realize that you see, when you're reading the Bible, when you go through all those books of the Kings and the Chronicles, that the prophets you will find later were prophesying in the times of those Kings. Don't think that the prophets were coming after the Kings. Because they are written, put in that way in the order of your, con of your context, your contents page. Huh? Do you hear what I'm saying, church? Who came before the other? Ah, let me leave this. The way you are looking at me, let me, let me, let me, let me leave it. 
So Deborah is one of those women, rare women in the Bible who is a leader and, and, and is, is at a time of leadership. And, and why did God have to break the norm to use this woman? There are two, two schools of thought. There could be more, but there are two that you often find. One is that Israel had a lot of men that were chicken. They were afraid. More afraid than in the time of Goliath. There was a commander of the captain of the hosts of Jabin, King Jabin. His name was Sisera. Sisera had bullied the men of Israel until all the men of Israel had said, Ah, please leave us alone. Let us just suffer the way we are suffering. But please don't send us to war. Even those that were supposed to lead, they would not come forward because they were afraid. And therefore, God decided to find someone who had no fear. And he found Deborah. How I pray that there will be a woman who will be found in a time where men are fearful. In a time where people are fearful. How I pray that you can be counted as one who will rise up in your generation. Rise up in this generation and say, I will take a stand for the Lord. So that is one, that she was found to be somebody who could take a stand for God. Some who push it a little further say God decided it to embarrass the men. That if you cannot take responsibility, I will raise my own. And you know what the Bible says? That if you as a human being does not praise God, God can even raise the rocks to praise you. I pray that you will not be replaced. And I pray that there will be found somebody with a spirit like that of Deborah who rose up and said, I will take a stand for the Lord. The second reason is that they are, the oppression of Sisera was so cruel. This guy was so cruel. He was cruel to the point that, that you know, they feared so much even to go out of the house. They stayed in. And when they did go out, they were full of fear. And the people were suffering. And it was so painful. Therefore, because of the image of this guy, because of the way this guy had ruled, God needed to find somebody who could rule in Israel and bring comfort to the people. And where else could he find it but in a woman? He found it in the woman in a mother, in a wife. And so the prophet rose and her name was Deborah. Who is that prophet in our midst? Where God, when he wants to comfort his people, he will look upon you and say, I found myself a prophet that she might be used of me to bring comfort to the people. Deborah was such a person. God uses her to bring comfort to the people. And so she's leading in a time of oppression. The Bible says they would have been oppressed for 20 years. Take note of that detail. 20 years they had been oppressed. If you want, you can read Judges chapter 4 and, and, chapter, and, and chapter 5. Look at it and you will understand the story of Deborah. And, 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 but I just want to give you some points, just some points quickly. In the midst of this turmoil that they were going through, 
the Bible begins to, to raise, Deborah rises up. And in verse 6 of chapter 4, the Bible says, And Deborah sent to Barak, the son of Abinom, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, go take with you 10,000 men of Naphtali and Zebulun and lead them out to Mount Tabor. Take these sons. Take with you. Go to Mount Tabor. And she goes on and says, and there Sisera shall come to fight with you. The same Sisera that they have been afraid of. This woman now says, here is the word of the Lord. Oh, I pray that there will be a woman who hears the word of the Lord. In the midst of the challenge, in the midst of the deep situation, she still hears the word of the Lord. Do we have people that are hearing God's word? Men, are you still hearing the word of the Lord? You see, I, I was touched by this scripture because she says to him, the Lord, the God of Israel commands you. If you read it from other versions, it says, has the Lord not said to you, Barak, not Obama, Barak. Has God not spoken to you? I have the word of the Lord and this is the word of the Lord. Get up from the place where you are and go face with your enemy. I hear God saying to someone, get up from the place where you are and go face the challenge. Go face the situation. Go face your study. Go face the challenge that you have been, get up from the place where, this is the word of the Lord. We need people in our day that can still hear from God. Lesson number one, hear from the Lord. Lesson number two, speak the word of the Lord. We need people that will speak the word of the Lord, that will declare the word of the Lord into the situation. She does not give her wisdom from what she has learned from home. No, her wisdom was not good enough because the men were in hiding. They were afraid, but she has the wisdom that comes out of the word of the Lord that changes the setup. And you hear Barak when he hears the word, Barak says, you know what? I think I can go out and fight this guy. But I'm so afraid, prophet. I will only go if you go with me. See, growing up, this baffled me when I used to read it. Growing up, my father said, if you are in the house at night and you think somebody is coming to rob the house, you collect your family, put them to the side, and you as the man are the one who steps out and goes to face it. Here this guy is now saying, I will go to fight this thing, but please, my wife, come along with me. Ah, you are supposed to be protecting her, not putting her in the forefront. Prophet or no prophet, it has nothing to do with that because he heard the word of the Lord. So why does he want the, why? Because the men were timid at the time. They had been cowered into a place of fear. But it takes a woman. Oh, I bless God for the women. Do you know, do you know something? Uh, what I've noticed in my young life, I have noticed that when a man has been motivated by his wife, he can do extraordinary things. He can buy a car that he cannot, but he cannot afford. He can buy a house that he did not even think. He, can, he will wear a suit that he never dreamt of wearing. 
Why? Because there is a woman who says, honey, you can do it. Honey, you can achieve it. Honey, you can make it. Honey, can you be, can you be out-competed by honey? And you know what? Honey will rise up and go and do extraordinary. Praise the Lord for a woman who understands what the word of the Lord is and will steer her man into the word of God, into the vision of God. I've seen men who, who would not have become pastors, but because their wife said, you can do it, you can preach, I will help you preach the sermon if you can't do it, they have gone up and they've become big pastors. When I got married, I said, I'll become a pastor when I am 40. And, so, and, and she said, ah, you are joking. You'll become a pastor before you are 30. What happened? Before I was 30, I was a pastor. Praise God for a woman who understands to steer you into the place of your vision. Why was I thinking at 40? Because I want to run around, make a lot of money, have no responsibility over people, not have to worry about praying for you all the night. Says you can pray for them. I will help you to pray. Go and be a pastor. Heed the call of the Lord. And so Deborah challenges this Barak on the word of God. She speaks the word of God, not her own opinion, but the word of God. Can we have people that rely and depend on the word of God? Depend on the word of God. Number two, Deborah spoke boldly in the situation. And you, you can go to verse 8 and 9. Verse 8 and 9. And Barak said to her, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. You see, this guy was very clear. If you go with me, I will go. If you don't go, I will not go. He did not leave room for interpretation. You either come and I go, or I'm going back to my house. But it took a woman like Deborah. It took a woman like Deborah. I pray that we'll have more women like that. We'll have more mothers like that. We'll have more sisters like that. We'll have brethren that are able to stand upon the word of the Lord. And, and, and so, she, so, so she, she, the, the scripture goes on and says, in verse 9, she says, Certainly I will go with you, said Deborah. But here is the, here is the bold truth that we need, we need people to speak. She said, she said, but because of the course you are taking, the honor will no longer be yours. For the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. If you had gone by yourself, Mr. Barak, you would have come back and people would be singing your name. But now that you've chosen to go with me, God shall deliver your enemy into the hands of a woman. You see, Sisera was so cruel. And I'm quite sure the men would have wanted their revenge upon this guy. And so Deborah understood how badly these guys wanted or would have needed to go and put their revenge upon Sisera. Say, if God is for us, Sisera, you will see it. She will not live another day. But she says, because you are too afraid to trust the Lord and go by yourself, you want to go with me, a woman whom you are supposed to be protecting. You see, whenever they went to war in Israel, the women stayed at home. They didn't go. This is why the, the guys, you know, you know David, David, when the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Do you know why he needed to do that? Because the women... The wives, the children of his army 
had been taken because they never went to war with their women. There were no women commanders at the time. It's only in our today's generation that we have women commanders. The women stayed at home. It was the duty of the men to go and fight for their women. In one place, when he was trying to encourage the, the Job, it was Job, he was trying to encourage the, the men of Israel in the time of threat. And he says, let us be men for our cities and our women and our children. Let us be men. That was how they spoke in those days. And now here he says, woman, you will not stay at home. If we are going to fight, Sarah, you will go with me. And so she says, you know, yes, I will go with you. But because you are afraid, the honor will no longer be yours. She was not afraid to tell the truth. We have people that are afraid to tell the truth. And so we have wishy-washy believers. We have people that are not believing at all, sitting in church, because we are afraid to tell them that they are not in the right way. But I pray that out of today, we will be like the mother who tells the children the truth. You see, my mother, no matter how, how good you are, she will tell you the truth. And she, and, and she will come up and say, you know, Farai, I always tell you the truth. <laughs> and you know, sometimes some of that truth is like a jab. But after she's jabbed you and she pats you again on the back, you know that it is okay. She means well. But she tells you the truth. Says, I will not flatter you because if I flatter you, you will be a bad pastor and worse off a bad husband. One time I was, I was talking to her, saying, you know, mama, I've been canceling this and canceling that. And he says, have you ever looked at your own family? I said, what? My family has no problem. He says, let me tell you the truth, young man. You need to take care of your wife. Make time for her. I started scratching my head. With all the time I spend with Busi, my mother is telling me, spend time with your wife. You're spending a lot of time with church people and not your wife. I was like, oh, I thought I was a good pastor trying to show off to mama. And mama is telling me, watch out, young men. But we need women who will tell the truth. We need men who will hear the truth. We need people who act upon the truth in the name of Jesus. And, and, and number, 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 number three, and then I will close. Deborah, Deborah is, is bold enough to keep counting on the promises of God. Jump to verse 14. You see, when it came to verse 14, Barak eventually gathers the army. And when he's gathered the army, he's not left Deborah behind. Sometimes as a man, if you're afraid and you realize that the only way out of this is to go with the mother, to go with the woman, go with her. Don't leave her at home and try to be macho. <laughs> ah, it means you are coming. I'm gonna come with you on another day. But don't try to be macho and leave that which is beneficial behind. See, like one time, one man said, "You are a pastor, right?" Say yes, and he asked me, "Where is your wife?" Just like, what are you talking about? The anointing is it not on me? says, but is it not your wife who prays for you? <laughs> and then I learned my lesson. Wherever you go, you want to go with your wife. You want to go with her blessing. If she can't go with you physically, she should be there spiritually. Wherever you are, you should be able to say, my wife is here with me. Barak, it was not his wife, but he knew that the battle that I'm going to fight, I need the woman beside me. 
and the woman was there for it. The prophet was there for it. Look at verse 14. Verse 14, the Bible says, so, so verse, from verse 12, Sisera hears that they have come to fight him. And so they come along to fight. And in verse, 14, in verse 12, you see, when, when they had gathered there, Barak is now afraid. And verse 14, then Deborah said to Barak, Go, this is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? Then listen. Barak went down. You see, she was bold enough to remember the word and the promises of the Lord. And not only that, she understood the time to act. We have people acting at the wrong time. Because they have no understanding of the timing of God. But Deborah understood the timing of God. And so she was able to say, has not the Lord gone already ahead of you? This is the day. Somebody say, this is the day. It's about understanding the timing of the Lord. And Deborah understood the timing of the Lord. So she was able to give an instruction. And Barak went into battle, fought the battle, and he won the battle. But still the glory was not for him. The Bible says Sisera ran away. And when he ran, he eventually got to a tent. He was tired. Went into the tent of Jahel, a woman. I don't know why he went into the tent of a woman. Very silly. But he goes into the tent of a woman. And, and while he was there in the tent, he says, please stand at the door. And when somebody asks after me, tell them I'm not here. And then he slept a deep sleep. So deep that this woman could bring a nail and a hammer and on his head. And that was it. By the time Barak comes there, says, have you seen Sisera? She says, come, I'll show you what I've done to him. The glory is gone to a woman. I pray that we'll have women that are brave. That when the enemy comes into the house, you will not be standing at the door protecting the enemy. But you will take the nail and hit the enemy in the head by your prayer, by the word, by whatever means, in the name of Jesus. So that when the men come and say, man, say, I finished the job. Rise to your feet. I have to stop here. But we need women, we need men that are able to follow the Word of God, that are still hearing the Word of God, that will still go back into the Word of God, understand the timing of God, understand the moment of God, understand the promise of God. We need, we need men, women that are able to be like Deborah, that are tough in the midst of situations, are not intimidated by the face of the enemy, no matter how big, no matter how cruel, but are able to say, if God be for us, who can be against me? I just want you to raise a voice of prayer to the Lord and say, Father, help me to be like Deborah. Help me, Lord God Almighty, to walk under the spirit and the, and, and the strength that Deborah walked. Let me not just be an ordinary man, an ordinary woman, but God, help me that I may be like Deborah. You see, Deborah speaks something into our lives today. Lord, help us, oh God, that we may be like this woman of valor, this woman who was bold, bold, 
bold to stand upon your word bold to face the status quo and challenge the status quo she would have said I'm a woman who am I among men but she rises and takes a place and say go do what the Lord has said you should do she goes into battle she could have said I don't go to battle but she goes to battle she goes to battle oh I need somebody who will pray and say father give me the strength give me the attitude give me the heart like that of Deborah in the name of Jesus that in this year of flourishing God I may be like her who changed the course of a nation in the name of Jesus father Lord I pray in the name of Jesus thank you father in Jesus name we pray I want to show you this one thing Deborah praises God in chapter 5 at the end of chapter 5 at the end of chapter 5, in verse 31, the Bible says, So may all your enemies perish, Lord, but may all who love you be like the sun when it rises in its strength. And the Bible says, The land had peace 40 years. In the beginning of our text, they had been oppressed for 20 years. At the end of this battle, 40 years of flourishing, of peace began. I want you to pray this same prayer and say, Lord, let your enemies perish and let those, let me, oh God, who love you, be like the sun. When it comes out, let me come out in my full strength. And Lord, my God, I pray. See, God says, I will restore to you the years, the years. You see, they were restored. 20 years became 40 years of peace. I need you to pray and say, Father, let me have my, let me have a double portion for the years of my affliction. And Lord, let me rise up like the sun in my full strength in the name of the Lord Jesus and let the enemies of the Lord perish let the enemies of the Lord be destroyed in the name of the Lord Jesus father we thank you Lord in the name of Jesus oh God we pray arise almighty father Lord let the enemies of the Lord perish Lord, let those that are against my life, those things, oh God, that stand in my progress, that stand in the way of my future, destroy them, Lord. And Father, may I come out like your son, oh God, and may I be in full strength. Give to me, oh Lord, a double portion, oh God, of your blessings for the years ahead. Turn my years of affliction, double, Father, for the years of peace. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The, the children of something that they want to show for the mothers. And then after that, we'll pray some blessing prayers to just bless the moms. The moms that are here, the moms that are far away. The moms-to-be and the moms that, and the grandmothers as well. We just want to bless them all in the name of Jesus. But let the children come quickly.